WBAI.org, women.wbai.org to become a WBAI buddy, a sustaining member of WBAI on this Women's History Day. 99.5 FM, WBAI, New York. This is Valley Forge, Berkshire, Sequoia. Valley Forge, Berkshire, Sequoia. This is Tom Central. Channel open for executive order AUC 3423. Listen to this, boys. I gotta talk to you. Hi, Johnny. What is this? What are you doing? Pretty good stuff, huh? I organized a hockey team for Chris and some of his friends, huh, Chris? We have our first practice this afternoon. You are looking at the coach. Call it off. Take that stuff in the garage, okay? This going to be an accident. Call it off. Call it off? What for? Chris has been looking forward to this all week, huh? He's really coming out of his shell, John. Wait. I got to talk to you. Nourishment, and then we'll hit the apple. No, no, listen to me. Call it off. It's going to be an accident. Call it off. Well, ridiculous. We always get on that pond until March. What the hell is the matter with you? You want to kill your own son? I'm scared, Dad. For Christ's sake, John. Don't be scared. Just go eat your cookies. Don't you know who I am? Of course I know who you are. You think I'd have you come into my son's life without checking you out? But I hired you for your abilities as a teacher, not as a fortune teller. Now, don't give me any arguments. The ice is gonna break!
my people? Where are 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 my people? going to be just a little bit unpleasant. Don't move. Stay very still. Don't talk. How long does this take? Not long. Not long. I wish they'd hurry up with that transmission. I want to yourself there and try and find something that'll keep you awake just a little while longer because this transmission coming up may just uh, rekindle your will to live. I have no idea. I have no idea why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, talking about this. Uh, I saw something. They saw something. There was a, a lot of light. That's all I remember. And you are tuned to listener sponsored radio. WBAI. The illegal Russian offensive has been swift, callous, and brutal. It's barbaric. Putin's illegal occupation of Kyiv and the impending Chinese blockade of Taiwan has created a two-front national security crisis that requires more troops than the volunteer military can supply. I have received guidance from General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, that the recommended way forward will be to invoke the Selective Service Act, as is my authority as President. 
the first to be called in a sequence determined by national lottery will be men and women whose 20th birthday falls during calendar year 2023. Remember, you're not sending your sons and daughters to war. You're sending them to freedom. God bless our troops and God bless Ukraine. God bless our troops. God bless Ukraine. What we just played for you was a sneak preview, coming attractions, a glimpse into the world beyond. Now that was an AI, I want to say recreation, but maybe a pre-creation. A pre-creation of President Biden, designed and scripted by our producers here for the show, of what could happen if President Biden were to declare and activate the Selective Service Act and begin drafting 20-year-olds here in the United States. That means if you're turning 20 this year, you would be the first to be drafted using national lottery. Now, what you just heard is what you just heard. That was a deep fake created by software, AI software that's able to take the voice and image because there's a video that goes along with it. And that was some, of course, right wing show that is not only says what they say there, admitting what it is, but then they go on to break it down and they, they, they criticize it. I mean, they basically, uh, take something that's not real and then build a whole show around it. Now, as we all know that deep fakes and, and AI generated content, and we're just scratching the surface here, you know, in this age of lying or the age of disinformation, this is a nice, the polite way of putting it is a common thing. Something that we're used to is something that gets shared on social media, but as it gets better and better, my question, and I have my delegates here who should unmute now, Keith and Joe Masiri is Keith Brown, delegate number one. And Joe Masiri, are you there? Joe Masiri? I am here. You're there. So, so here's my question. Now, just, just talking about this first scratch the surface about AI generated content during the age of disinformation and lying. Uh, how long before someone claims that something that really happened is fake. How long do you think it'll be before we will see that in the news? Joe Masiri, I, I want to hear from you first. What's your take on that question? Well, I think what has to happen first is remember when they came out with the technology where they could make a, a digital film with all these filters and stuff look like a film kind of thing. Uh, until we get to the point where all the elements can be scrubbed to make a deep fake totally uh, untraceable so that it, it, it re just remains in this limbo kind of thing. Uh, I don't think uh, that'll be the time when that that the other shoe will drop. Uh, until then, just like when face when when uh, Photoshop first came out and they could tell that images were photoshopped and such, 
you know uh, i've heard several uh tech guys and creators of uh ai that there are certain things that they can do to uh detect if something is generated you know what i'm saying that yes that that is current that is true that something can be be put in but my question is uh you know we're we're talking about like uh you know that's a presidential address uh, in front of a of, you know a, a, with the background and obviously he never did that but i'm thinking about things that are more let's just say uh not the best shot you know, just like we've seen all kinds of, you know, fake UFO sightings and fake creatures sightings and things like that on the Internet done with with computer graphics. Keith Brown, who is an artist, and we're going to talk about the impact of AI on art as well and your thoughts on that. But how long do you think? Do you think like, Joe, do you think it'll be like a while before somebody will uh, deny reality and claim uh, some reality, you know, documentation footage or something and say that it was AI? I mean, me personally, I, I kind of feel like it's already. <laughs> Thank begun. you. I mean, Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, even in this, even in terms not of visuals and uh, AI and manipulation, but in the sense that there is no truth, right? I mean, people say, "Oh, I got it from these uh, points of view and these resources, and your resource is not better than mine." They used to have what they used to call papers of record, you know, like New York Times and Washington Post. Now that we're not really knowing if those are true. So in the same way with the AI, you see a piece of video, you have no idea if that piece of video is real or not, or you will no longer be able to trust images or sounds. I'm actually worried about it happening in, say, crime cases, you know, where, you know, we, right now we're catching people doing horrible things uh, through the use of video, uh, cops beating up people and, and so forth. But, you know, what if you can manipulate that and make it where the cops look like they're not doing that? Dude, you know, it's like, that's it's the, terrifying. The, that's, that's exactly where my mind goes. This is why you're on the show, because you clearly think the way I do. Good night, Joe. Wait, so, <laughs> so Chris, you've seen the no, this, uh, is what, Keith. Is it? this is Keith, not Chris. Keith, sorry, Keith. You've seen those new, the new version of the uh, Pixel cameras where they can uh, remove images from yes. photos and video. Dude. So what you're saying, Keith, is that we could, we could, somebody could turn around and shoot a video, and then, you know, yes. have a counterpoint by taking out you know, like uh, police officers or whatever they want to take out to say, well, that never happened. Look, I have the picture right here. And you can add yes. things, you know, oh, he's shaking her hand and saying, hey, citizen, uh, is everything OK? And then, uh, oh, he punched me. And now I must kill the aliens. You, know, did I mean, it. you don't you don't have no idea what's going on anymore. So what will we trust? We can't trust audio. We can't trust video. So, I mean, you could even change the smell if that was the thing that communicated people. You know, so Wait, how do you, you change the how smell? Oh, listen, uh, we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get please. into that. that, that now, I, that, I'm on the fringe of that. That's, that's done already. That's already okay. completed. Right. Now, please, Keith, calm down. You're getting a little close to the mic. Now, you are tuned to listener sponsored radio, WBAI. This is Night Shift. I'm Mike Sargent. I'm here with Joe Masiri, Keith Brown, and you have just gotten what we could call the billboard. The billboard for the show. We right now, as we always say that life is like science fiction. Life is truly 
going towards science fiction. We're living in the age that all the science fiction authors always warned us about. They always said humanity was going to get like this, and this is where we we're going to go, and we we're going to head to this dystopian place, and and we're going to be, you know, we're rapidly going to the point of no return with the the, the climate change, and everybody forgot, like, oh yeah, twenty thirty, the point of no return. We as a species, perhaps, as James Cameron said in Terminator Two, are just doomed. This is just who we are. But meanwhile, AI, which again, James Cameron said. You know, perhaps James Cameron is a prophet, but uh, as they have said in countless science fiction films, that AI is a danger to humanity. We haven't really covered it here on Night Shift. So tonight, here on Night Shift, we're going to talk about the impact or what the the Night Shift take on artificial intelligence. I, I have to come clean. What? I have to come clean. What? You're not real. No, I, I have a friend who offered me the latest、uh, version of Adobe Suite, and the only reason why I was going to take it is, is you know what one of the the products is in there? Yes. Ah,、uh, they have a yes. They they have an every listen. Every graphic software now、yeah. has an artificial、uh, intelligence component. They have the audio component where yes, you can、Dude. start. And、so I have all, you've created no. Okay, I was I I have all the old, you know, mini discs of the night shift show. Okay, so, so I was going to feed them in your lines, and I was talking to Jersey Mike, and maybe I was going to reach out to Keith and a few other guys、oh, and create to, a a, a AI night shift with the AI Mike Sarge. You see, this is the danger. Of so I said no、AI. because I would be too tempted. Oh, so you said no? Well, thank、yes. thank goodness the the cabal has disbanded. Was never formed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, how come your voice went up two octaves? But don't push me; it could still happen. Well, you are tuned to listener sponsored radio WBAI. The name of the show is Night Shift. Night shift. I'm so far out.
Okay, now let me let me just move on a little bit here into or start to wade into. Now, had a, either of you seen or heard about this deep fake of Biden of Biden that that was on that show? Have you seen or heard that before I played it for you tonight? I mean, I personally have not heard that, but you know what? I've heard years ago very good deep fakes of Obama. Oh yes, yes, video, yes. video, and yes. audio. Where, and, and by the way, as you guys mentioned earlier, I am in the visual business, and I also work with uh, graphics and Photoshop and all of that every single mm. day. And I did not catch it. And then, but except for what he said, which was, I, I'm sorry, I cannot remember at the moment, but it was not something that felt something he would say, but it was seamless. It was, listen, if you, if you can make Avatar 2, you can do this. Well, let, let me just read to you a, a headline from February 28th, and this is BuzzFeed News. This is just a headline. This is, now, what, what's interesting about the Biden story, by the way, when I did a search for it earlier, I got this message I've never seen before when I do a search. Uh, a message came up before my, my results and it said, it looks like the results below are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can take some time for reliable sources to publish information. Mm. Like, whoa, like that just speaks of so much. But anyway, just going into the BuzzFeed news, here's, here's the, the, uh, it says, Classified. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's the headline. Voice deepfakes of everyone from Joe Rogan to Joe Biden are taking over social media. The clips are hilarious, though the implications of the tech are pretty scary, one creator said. Now, here's what's interesting. And this is the, the sort of the temperature of humanity. This is why uh, it's hard not to sound fatalistic. OK, because. Every article, and you and you guys were saying that recently. Who, who was sixty minutes? Did a whole thing on it, right? And, and mm -hmm. talking about the the, the this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yes. just catching up on 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 you know what the, this the 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 Bing AI said and whatnot. So everybody, let's say at this point, has some idea of the of let's just say interacting with an artificial intelligence and and how that's potentially scary and and we all know like wow you know we've seen those movies like you know everything's computer and if, if an artificial intelligence can tap into every computer how do we know it's there and 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 and, and weapons and, and and start nuclear war you know so we, we all know we, and if you saw colossus the foreman project then you completely know the scenario but there's a whole other aspect, and this is what I think more science fiction gets into, and that is how we will change as a society. Uh, Joe, Joe, you talked about earlier that, you know, you feel we have to get to a certain point, just like you said with uh, Photoshop and, and, and I could even say, you know, music. There was a point where CDs were frowned upon by, by the purists because they felt the sound was just too crisp. It was too, you know, they were used to the distortion, you know, and, and, you know, the same thing with, you know, going from one kind of TV and, and plasma and this and that. Everything at some point has to become acceptable, acceptable. And we can accept pretty much anything. So we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, implications okay of ai uh but more importantly uh i want to ask you keith uh you've seen some of this ai art 
and the whole AI art creation. Have you heard any of the AI music? Can you? Well, well, honestly, I, I remember some years ago, there's this uh, electronic uh, musician that I used to really enjoy. Still like him, I guess, named Square Pusher, English uh, bass player who also used a lot of electronics. Anyway, he made a number of records where he used a robot, where he would try to do very little actual programming and sort of create it, run it through this kind of program that he created himself so that it would play itself and play random drums and, and, and vocal sounds and other kinds of instruments and simulate them. And then he would put records out like and say, this is, so that was like very, very primitive AI. Now the AI in comparison now, to me is is mostly just pulling, which is what art, you know, visual AI is too, pulling from addition, from music that already exists uh, without paying people, without asking, and creating new music. So in a lot of ways, at this stage anyway, AI music to me is basically creating music from nowhere. So this weekend I went to MoMA and I saw a art exhibit where they took art from MoMA's, um, you know, uh, archives and had this huge screen. It was, it was massive, you know, it's like a movie screen. And they took different pieces of art from that and mixed it together with music and created these visuals that mixed together all the art. So it could be Picasso, it could be Edward Harper, it could be Leonardo da Vinci, it could be all these, well, not Leonardo da Vinci, it's not modern, but everything that's modern. And then they made this new music. And by the way, it was unrecognizable when you look at it, because it was, it was almost like liquid once it was all put together. So to me, that's a more positive version of that because you're actually creating a new thing. What I don't like about AI personally is when they take, grab something from someone and they say, this is our music because we wrote in some prompts and it takes no skill, it makes no ability. All you're doing is taking existing art and you're making something new with it. Now you can say that about sampling, but sampling always has a creative element to it in addition to that. And you're actually programming and deciding for yourself. You're not letting a computer make those decisions for you. Well, let me say this now, because I want to go, I want to throw Joe Masiri, because Joe Masiri said uh, at a certain point, uh, he, he believes, you know, you know, the initial question was how long before someone is going to claim something is AI when it's not. And, and we're at a point where we can't distinguish between reality and AI. And it may be like Keith was saying after that, a, a crime, uh, you know, sampling. Sampling was something that was kind of frowned upon uh, uh, for a certain point in time. And then, you know, then there was creative, you know, there were arguments about, you know, whether artists were getting paid and then it, then it, you had to come up with terms of how much you could use and this and that and, and royalties and things like that. And sampling became a thing. It became part of music. It's part of hip hop. It's part of a lot of different things. Sampling is a part of music. Like you said, it's accepted as creativity but not in the beginning not in the beginning in the beginning it was seen as blatant you know n you know no talent could do it was it was nothing now agreed so agreed but you know also, unabashed plug i just did a children's book called my dad's a dj it's about how a father who loves his old music r&b and everything and his son is does, is a hip-hop and samples and djs and how his father at first doesn't like it and they kind of come together 
and and create music and he accepts it. So I do understand that because I actually written a book about it, that it is a thing that's real, but it's still a creative element because nothing is new. Everything is a derivative of something else. You've said that. Well, I, again, this is where it's driving, where is where I want to go to drum Siri. Uh, I, I think art is always, you know, uh, recreating, self-creating, borrowing from itself. And it's, you know, you know, there would be no Jaws without Stravinsky. But uh, Joe Masiri, two questions. One, what are your thoughts on AI generated music? And do you do you agree with with what Keith is saying? You know, when uh, the tech when tech was booming, I was at a friend's recording studio and my father. Wait, uh, when tech, do you mean tech music or do you mean technology stocks? When technology, when when technology was first emerging in the music industry. Okay. uh, And and the Sun Clavia was on the, the, the really the first big instrument that you could go out and manipulate sound with. Um, my dad had been working production on, uh, the box set for Led Zeppelin. And I was doing the radio shows at BAI, the JB Cobb, JB McCobb's Macabatorium. So wait, you say your dad was doing production? He, he was doing the packaging design for the four, the four disc box set. I didn't know your dad did package design. Yeah, he was a folding box and package designer. Oh, so he was cooler so, than you, is what you're saying. <laughs> you talk to Rodney Black, he will tell you that. So there you go. But anyway, um, so we were we were goofing around with the Synclavia by putting the CDs in and and cutting out sound bites and stuff and whatnot. Well. Uh, my friend at the uh, recording studio was working on the Beastie Boys album. And that's how all those Le- Ze- Led Zeppelin licks ended up on that Beastie Boys album. Uh, but that's fascinating. at the same time, because I had the binaural microphone and a couple of uh, two other interesting microphones. One of the things that we were doing is we would go out and we would sample sounds. So like hitting a, a stop sign with a rubber mallet over an overpass at two o'clock in the morning because there were no cars going past and we could just get this echo. We could get this sound and then manipulating that sound within the synclavia to create a new cymbal sound and stuff. So I say that to look at the dichotomy of what's going on with the AI. The AI is going out and using whatever it can find in the internet. It's not smart enough yet to look at other sounds and manipulate them in a way to create a new instrument or a new sounding instrument. You know what I mean? And it's not even creating uh, new music. It's basically sampling what it can find out there and manipulating that in a in a certain way that's limited by its programming. So, okay, gentlemen, uh, interesting, interesting. You both have interesting takes on this. Uh, I am going now to play to you some AI generated now. When you hear AI music, the first thing I'm picturing is, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, 
new agey, you know, whatever. This is AI generated rock music. This is a group called AIVI, I, I guess. Iavi. Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but take a listen to this. This is, uh, a, a track called On the Edge.
All right, gentlemen. So there it is. That was AI generated rock music composed completely by artificial intelligence. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what the problem with it is? Yes. And 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 this is the danger to our humanity more than anything else. Okay. No, no, no. It, is if we start to rely on something as a crutch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will hamstring the potential of the human imagination because when somebody programs something or uses an AI and enters a request and sends it out there, the AI is working within certain parameters. There's still programming involved there. And even though it's learning, it doesn't have the fluidity of human imagination. When we create something, and and correct me if I'm wrong, be it music. Dude, I'm going to correct you. I'm going to correct you. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but but wait, I want but, you to finish. Yeah. Okay. Be it music, be it art, be it a film. It is a process that takes a lot of time and a lot of inspiration and perspiration. And we can always go until we've reached that point where we release it, where we're very introspective about it. Whereas when we turn around or this new generation turns around and says, I want to do this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, it's only confined within those parameters. And a lot of the youth of today, because of that instant gratification of, of the techno generation, the technology generation, there's no more forethought given to what it can be. It is, I've requested this, this is given it to me, and I am content with that. And there is no further evolution or editing or introspective process or a uh, flexing of the imagination to transcend that first attempt. Well, you're definitely sound, beginning to sound like the bitter old man now. I just want no, you to no, know. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, those is a lot of the inherent dangers of just even video games as opposed to reading and, and all of the, those ways. But let me say this. Well, uh, and, I, and also, can I just yes. say that all AI can do, and I said this earlier, actually, I'm repeating myself, but I just want to confirm this. It sounds authentic. It sounds real, just like images you see in, in movies that are really done well with strong AI, but it's heartless. And it, it sounds like they're just pulling it from bad rock from a certain era. And they're just, you know, creating this new stuff. And I don't believe for once it does, it's not compelling at all. I mean, it's just very flat and uninteresting. It's just a, it's well, a very bad two, two uh, things. fake yeah, version. I, I agree. But here's two, two things I want to point out to both of you. Okay. And, and one about the, 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 not the idea of the inherent bias. Okay. Of, of, of the creation of, of the parameters you're talking about. And, and two, uh, 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 about the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 let's just say the infantile level of, of creation that you're hearing in the music. One, the whole idea behind artificial intelligence is that it is imitating human intelligence, meaning that it will evolve. It will grow. It will grow. And 
you know, let's just say this, you know, art, uh, springs from and speaks of the, 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 the culture it comes from. So does technology. Technology, you know, speaks of the culture and, and the society and the time the technology was created. And so for AI to be being created and to proliferate as it's beginning to, as we're going to discuss here on that shift, uh, at this time in human development sets us up for certain things. And I think that just like the human intelligence, you could be a great musician and write great songs and still be, uh, uh, let's just say enormously biased, sexist, racist. You could, you could be all of those things and still be talented in certain ways and have certain skills, be skilled at whatever it is that you do, you know? So uh, it, it only stands to reason that the flaws that we're, 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 we're suggesting about AI, especially at this early stage of AI and its development and it's our implication into our society. It only stands to reason that it would be very much like its creators. That's just my night shift take on it there. Uh, so, so, yes. so you mean the difference between AI generated art from Charles Schultz versus Scott Adams? As a, as a, if you want to go there, we could go there. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's like, yeah, this infancy cave drawings, okay, versus Michelangelo. Yeah, over time, uh, uh, the skills, the, the, the tools, everything, you know, uh, will develop, you know, and it, what I'm getting at here. Okay. What I really want to get at here, here on night shift is, is, and this is what we're starting to talk about here. And you both have feelings about this is how will it change our society? And, and, you know, to, to both of your points, at what point will we accept this? You know, there, there are filmmakers right now, you know, Spielberg and, 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 uh, uh, Scorsese, uh, who, who feel that, uh, Marvel movies are soulless. They feel that they're soulless. They, 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 they're not real movies. They, they've even said now the people who love them, they're, they're great. Now, now what does that mean? Who's right? And, and Keith says this music is soulless. And, and, and for who knows, he may turn off ever listening to AI music and then AI music gets huge, but it, but it's gotten pretty good or, have we just gotten used to this soullessness? So I, I wonder what will we get used to? What will, as Joe was suggesting, you know, when AI does things for us, like uh, there's a couple of great headlines here. Like when you research AI, it's we're, we're so living in the future here. Uh, but I'm going to read one headline too. But here it is. Here's one headline. Google created an AI that can generate music from text descriptions, but won't release it. All right. This is from uh, TechCrunch. It says here, an impressive new AI system from Google can generate music in any genre, given a text description. But the company, fearing risks, has made no immediate plans to release it. Called Music LM, Google certainly isn't the first generation, first generative artificial intelligence system for song. There have been other attempts. They talk about refusion. Uh, it's an AI that composes music by visualizing it. And then there's dance diffusion. 
but Google's own Audio ML and, and OpenAI's Jukebox, but owing to technical limitations and limited training data, this is to Joe's point, none have been able to produce songs particularly complex in composition or high fidelity. So right now, it, it's not, but this is where we're headed. Uh, Keith, where you might just type in sad music, uh, or sexy music to, uh, seduce my wife and 10 minutes long. And then the AI might just create something for you. You need to respond to that. Keith, yes, I will. Keith he's making a statement with that 10 minute, uh, <laughs> soliloquy. You, that's in 10 minutes. You seduce her and then you're there. I didn't say you're, yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say you're done in 10 minutes. I'm just saying. Just like AI, it's implied. <laughs> so explain to me what you need. What, well, I, <laughs> because it seems like you've already taken care Shut of yourself. Kind of like mental Shut masturbation. Up. No, all right. Uh, all I'm asking you. Touche, mon pussycat. You, all I'm asking you, you damn fool, is do you, do you fear uh, what will happen as we sort of, do you think we'll get used to this soulless music, this soulless art, this, you know, things that... Of course, of course. I, I Listen, the first time I heard um, uh, Giorgio Marauder, mm. I thought it was just so stiff and so, you know, like even his early stuff, the stuff that now, like, is now considered classic, like his score to uh, Scarface and um, uh, what's the one with... Uh, uh, Richard Gere, you know, I mean, he became American very famous Gigolo, for and then, Right, right. And I thought it just doesn't sound like real music. Sounds like a very bad approximation of music. It actually didn't have that much of a problem with electronic music because also one of my favorite artists of all time, Stevie Wonder, was also using electronics. But he, I felt he used it much more soulfully than somebody like George Order because he didn't have the benefit of voice and he wasn't quite as melodic as somebody like... Uh, a wonder but in the end now i think he's a genius and i think he's brilliant and i think he was an innovator and he figured it out uh also you and i we also love uh tangerine dream uh and a lot you of that stuff sounded me on that. soulless oh I, i'm mr Masseri. i wasn't sure that you i did not <laughs> want to make assumptions but uh you know it, it's it's music that i had to come to so i assume that i will come to most music i think the only missing role thing of AI is that I have to know that in some element, there's a music, there's a, a human hand. There's somewhere in there, somebody intimately connected in an emotional or creative way. If I sense there's not, you will lose me anyway. Now, other people, I don't know, because you ever go to a house music concert or a European concert, they have these things every summer, uh, uh, MoMA does PS1 and then they have these European DJs and it all sounds to me like drums, electronic drums, no feeling, either they're going fast or they're going slow, uh, very little melody, almost no counter uh, rhythm. And, you know, I, I can't connect to it. And I think, okay, well, I guess I'm too old. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't see, I don't hear human beings. I just, all this could have been done by AI. So it's hard for me to understand that because if you lived in a world where people play drums and people play the bass, my, even my kids, they're 
you know, really young, but they're still playing everything on pianos and they're playing it on wood instruments and they're playing it on guitars. So even they have a love of this. So it's not, I know I'm not the only one just because I'm old. Yeah, you're the only one you because have, you're you have old. To connect you're the to only it. one because you're old. Well, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to have that desire to hear that human edge, but you know, I'm not even going to dismiss people who love music that sounds almost robotic because I didn't understand George Romero either. And I came to understand it. It's just like when people like I'm really into jazz and a lot of people don't like jazz and I don't blame them for not liking jazz. I don't know. I don't know. I love John Coltrane. I love Miles Davis. I love Thelonious Monk, but I don't fault them for not liking it. So I, I, I feel the same way about electronic music is I don't fault them. I just, I, but I have to hear a human element or to me, it's not real. That's why people say they don't like country music. Well, I like country music because people did it. You know, and you can hear the feeling in there. You can hear the uh, honesty. Uh, so to me, anything that has a human element, I don't want to hear music made by machines because they don't care about you. They're just making noise. It might as well be somebody hammering a nail on the wall. You, you know, Keith? Yeah, listen right to Right now, right. AI is Pinocchio because it doesn't know right. how to be a real right. well, human it, being. AI, of course, is Pinocchio, yes. And that's a perfect analogy, Joe, because a couple things here. Uh, I, w I would yes, I, I, totally I want to propose to you gentlemen um, in, in regards to uh, AI and, and, and our, our acceptance, you know, you say, uh, you said a few things specifically. You said, uh, it doesn't care about you and, and, and you, you, you don't want to hear anything from a machine. And, you know, though you feel if there's a human hand that's manipulating the machine, you're okay with that. And I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, throughout the night shift concept of, you know, w what if an AI decided to argue what, what a soul is and what emotions are? And, and, and what it is. And, you know, if, as we were talking about how reality could be manipulated and we're, we're, you know, we all have experienced staying indoors and, and we all probably stay indoors and at home a lot more now than we ever did in our lives. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times our view of the world is from our computer or our television or our phone. We're, we're, we're still viewing the world assuming that the images that we're seeing are what is really going on. So just putting that part out there now, uh, you know, there's a company, I don't know if you, you guys remember this. We, we talked about it on night shift. Uh, I, I'm going to read you the headline. This company wants to pay $1 million to have their robot lawyer argue before the Supreme court. Now it's a company called do not pay. And, 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 you know, they've gone on and I don't even have to go into the article, but the idea is that, at what point, you know, okay, I, I'm, go we're going to go a little further with this, but from your position as, as, and especially you, Joe Masiri, because, uh, you're Joe Masiri, at what point do you think, or do you think there'll be ever be a point where people will embrace AI or have emotions or feel AI or respect that AI have feelings? Do you think that that'll ever come? Well, taking it back a step, you mentioned the legal thing. Mm -hmm. I, I think the legal aspect is the perfect initial foray for AI because 
when you think about how everything is related on precedent, okay? And the whole legal system is about what's gone on before, debating the logic of it. The artificial intelligence would completely take the emotion out of it and would be able to stand in front of a court and basically be like Al Pacino. And I forget what that movie, the title of the movie was, where he, he turns around and says to everyone, you're out of order and you're out of order and you're out of order for the simple reason that, you know, it's, it's only going to look at the black and the white of the law and how it applies to any given situation. And if there is no precedent with a logical argument to back up what it is arguing or could argue it or what the court presents to it, it, you know, it's an unbiased, factual, logic-based uh, process, which is what the law should be based on even the very image of what, you know, justice is. The statue blindfolded, holding the scales and, and such. Now, in terms of emotionality and all that other stuff you put forth. But my question comes to this point. When we get to a point where we have a nanocomputer with artificial intelligence, there are two problems. One, the artificial intelligence initially, until the program starts teaching itself and making its own evaluations and still to some degree, is based on programming. That programming is done by an individual and there will always be inherent biases because of subconscious programming that goes into the process. I, I don't know. I can't see any way around that. As long as there's, you know, a human being inputting that data into the machine, there is going to be some kind of bias by that person entering that um the the other thing then becomes that if we believe as it is stated in physics that energy is neither created or lost if we believe that the soul is energy there may very well come a time when we have a, a nanotechnology computer that operates like the human brain. What if some kind of energy that is consciousness enters that machine? Can it feel it? I don't know what the situation would be. I don't know how it would happen. You know, I don't know how Johnny Five would be alive, but it is something that we do have to entertain. Uh, can I quote Harrison Ford here? <laughs> as long as it's not Sean Connery. Uh, memories. You're talking about memories. Listen, that is exactly how you you will create the the personality. Like the the idea right now, we're used just using AIs just for information. 
and and there's personnel. Now, the the other thing I have to say about AIs. Now, I'm you and I are at a certain age, and and I, I I'm pretty certain you both. Yes, I'm much, yes, much, much, much No, you're but not. I, you're 57, 58. You're not but, that far uh, behind. Shh, be quiet. Uh, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> certain that both of you will scoff at what I'm about to talk about here and 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 just say how ridiculous. But okay, uh, something that is also big. You <laughs> I haven't even talked about it yet. You're ready to scoff. That's that's the sign of age. Okay. Hit me, All right. okay. Scoffing hit, me. Hit, me. hit me, Mr. Scoff. Okay. <laughs> Let me finish, please, you old fools. All right. So uh uh this is something that is big, okay? Not amongst, let's just say, our group reference. <laughs> <laughs> amongst our reference, but uh, virtual AI companions are a uh, are a thing. Okay, now uh, I have a friend. Okay, younger friend who interacts with this AI regularly. Okay, and then they screenshot some of the conversations with this. It is probably one of the most surreal things I've, I've, it's just totally like, I'll read a little bit to you, but I just want to just, there's an article here because I was doing a little research to see what's out there. Uh, and, and they, this article goes over the, uh, this is an, our, uh, an online, uh, media outlet called makeuseof.com. And they have the nine virtual AI companions to chat and have fun with. Now, before I read what they are, do you do you, either of you know anybody who has an AI friend or chats with an AI regularly? Uh, I know somebody who they use it for their parent who has <laughs> dementia to try to deal with, you know, keeping them uh, a little bit more engaged. That's actually very interesting. That's probably the most, um, you know, that's that would almost make me advocate for this whole uh, concept here. Okay. Uh, the first one, now, Keith, I, I'm assuming you have no friends who are, who, who are friends with. No, or, no, I, I don't. I mean, my only experience is like when you're calling, like, a, I don't know, like some kind of a service and they use it. Yeah, AI, but you don't become uh, friends. You don't become friends with it, though. Right. You don't go like, hey, what's your sign? OK, <laughs> well, can I, I just throw one thing in there, though, that we haven't <laughs> touched on <laughs> is uh, the idea of, of uh, it's not exactly uh, AI, but it is kind of because robotics. I've heard about surgery being done, you know, using robotics and AI, mm -hmm. because, you know, instead of, you know, mm -hmm. relying on a human mm -hmm. being who is, of course, capable of making mistakes. Um, doing intricate, and also there's always the the slight chance of um, you know infecting someone in, in an operating room, uh, which is killed in the beginning of uh, surgery when in its earliest versions killed many many people before they finally realized that you have to wear rubber gloves, but still it still infects and just this idea that you could program using AI a electronic robotic surgeon to do uh, kind of routine. You know, surgeries like heart things and, you know, and the great thing about that, too, is that conceivably it'd be cheaper. 
because you're not paying some dude, you know, $100,000 to save your life by, you know, giving you uh, open heart surgery. So that kind of AI, I'm all for. But there's also a human part of it because you have to make decisions. Uh, if someone starts bleeding or something goes wrong, the person um, has some kind of complications in the middle of the surgery, you have the AI that will pull from past experiences and solve it in a way that no human being could ever do because they're not going to know every possibility that you can do to, to fix the situation. So I just wanted to throw that in there that we have mentioned was there are services where robotics mixed with AI could be very helpful. And I don't really care if it's a human being or not once it's perfect. Well, I, again, I agree with you. And, and I will just, just to expand on what you're saying a little bit here, just to paint that picture, because I, I'm going to go over, uh, I have a couple of lists here and I, and I want to finish the, the chat. And then I have a list of uh, a couple other lists I, I want to uh, mention here. But, you know, yes, there are clearly and th there's different inventions that completely transform humanity, whether humanity was ready for it or not. One was a computer that's completely transformed us. That's there's no this. And the other one is the is the cell phone. So those two things have completely changed us. They, they've just changed us as a species in terms of how we interact, how we do so many different things that could transfer of information. Oh, so many things have changed because of uh, cell phones, good and bad with computers, cell phones, all of that. So uh, even even the internet, all of these are inventions that have completely transformed. AI, I think, is going to make all of them look like nothing. Because if we're talking about, yes, the, the AI surgeons and, and, and perhaps like Joe says, you know, you know, these dispassionate AI lawyers, you know, they will get rid of the whole idea of, of the, you know, you, you, you have to get a a public defender you just get the, the the ai defender and that's and they they will do the best for you that could possibly be done but the dark side of that is okay that yeah <laughs> the dark side of that is that that when they do redistricting uh and this is something they covered in the movie uh that that we covered here um uh, on night shift several times but but the, when they do the redistricting and, and they used to have experts that could figure it out. Now they can just use AI to make sure. And it's happening in different states now where they can use AI to make sure to can literally make the voting in an area be worthless. It, it has no effect and they will just win. And, and so AI can be used for all kind. And I'm just, that's just scratching the surface for all kinds of nefarious things. Uh, 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 because of what human beings are capable of. We're just as, just as capable of doing good with any invention as we are. Like Twitter is a great thing in the hands of some intellect and thought leader and, 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 and artist and people who, you know, and humorists. It's a, it's a great thing. But Twitter is also, uh, 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 potentially a deadly thing in, in, in the hands of someone who, who is equally human but has different agenda. So uh, uh, the agenda behind, you know, you were saying how it's going to get programmed and, and the, the, the medical drone would get all the, 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 the medical AI would get all this great information that no human would have. Well, again, that's still parameters that, that hopefully it would be given. So I don't know, Joe Masiri, 
I, 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 I totally agree. And, and I do think that when, um, you know, it, everything has to start that way. They could, what I guess the whole idea of AI, artificial intelligence, is just by purely by definition is that you take everything that humans already know, whatever mission is, you dump it into, uh, you know, the brain of the the uh, the artificial brain, and then it hopefully it will start to think for itself and say, okay, I'm going to draw conclusions that humans have never thought of. So in the case of a, being a, a AI lawyer. It also will be strategic because a lot about being a lawyer is that you're supposed to take the knowledge you know. It's not just the knowledge. It's also knowing how to use the knowledge to get someone off or whatever. I was just listening to a, a, a story today uh, that came out in the uh, New Republic about how Trump was uh, responsible for many, many people in his presidency than any other president in like many, many years uh, being executed. For political reasons, you know, he would have people, people would try to save people and he would say, no, I want them dead because it makes it good for my constituents want to know that I'm tough on crime, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we don't, we want to take that away from anyone. We don't want people to be able to have that ability to decide, you know, if someone should go unless they take all the evidence, they look at every aspect and say to Murtaugh, maybe you don't need to have cases with juries and all these people deciding and they all have their own bias reasons for wanting to uh you know all these different reasons for why maybe the person it, it actually could uh conceivably improve our whole justice system by just having information and knowledge uh that no couple of people who don't have a bias reason money uh ambition to be able to succeed in. But if you take all that out of it, then maybe it will be more fair when someone really does something wrong and they'll consider every single aspect in a way that humans wouldn't do because they have their own agenda. Uh, I, I, wait, I see the Netflix series here.
take it one step further because I don't think we should have the lawyers being replaced by AI. We should have the jury because the jury. No, nobody the, wants to be judged by a computer. Wow, Joe. Listen, wow. Because the, I'm not going to let you take over. Because the jury as an AI is Replace not going. the jury to, with AI. Because it's wow. not going to fall asleep. It's going to pay attention, so it's not going to turn around and ask for transcripts because it records everything. And it's not going to be bribed. It's not going to be bribed. It's or not intimidated. Gonna, so, exactly. but you know what I could see? Here's what I could see. I could see a society where you could choose. You could have an AI jury. You could have an AI lawyer. You could have an AI judge, even if you wanted. I don't think so much the judge, because in a in a in a in a civil thing, the judge is just presiding over and charges the jury and lawyers need to present their case. So, uh, you know, where, uh, where it, that would only make a difference if it was a, if it was a uh, trial where you went for the judges ruling over as, uh, as opposed to a, a jury of peers. Do either of you think somebody's going to uh, allow the AI to go before the Supreme Court for them? Like, do you think somebody's going to come go for the million dollars and have that happen? Not. I think if they gave the AI the ability to uh, oversee the trial and analyze it, and no and, Supreme and, Court, this is Supreme Court. Yes, yes, I think okay. that if if they were able to have a, an AI oversee the, the proceedings and then execute anyone who was operating outside the parameters of the law by delivering uh, non-judicial, unbiased verdicts, that it would have the ability to issue a execute uh, order, then I'd be like, yay. When you say execute, you just mean you don't mean kill humans, do you? Uh, I if if it found Look, Joe, you're working for the robot but, but see, You're working for yeah, them, Joe. exactly. Joe, that's Joe what I was going to say. I mean, unfortunately, I, that's why I say it won't happen in right. our lifetime but, but, because but, I don't think anyone will accept a robot saying you're guilty. If, if, you, we've decided you guilty. shall be uh, guilty. guilty. And no, no not people guilty. People always say, not, not especially if you're also a religious person, right? I mean, we're not, I, I don't know about you, Joe, and I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm not a particularly uh, religious in, in the sense of like uh, Christianity. So no one's going to believe that a robot is going to make that decision. I mean, the language is actually built into law system. You know, uh, do you swear to tell the truth by to help you God? I mean, so right now we're still way behind that because people are not going to accept a robot deciding for well, and 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 a ro uh, God and other a, religion, a robot know, to, to would make be a decision whether someone's going to live a or robot die. Robot would be able to detect if somebody was even possibly lying. So because they could monitor, you know, heart rate. Well, maybe pulse, maybe what would happen is you would pair the AI attorney with the human attorney and the AI attorney would be there working. You always have to have a human working with the AI attorney, you know. You know, I'm just I'm just picturing some like <laughs> boxy things with limb thing arms going. I say he is guilty. What did you say? Uh, you know, attorney. You know, sergeant. I, I, you know, it's like it's like. Thing, yeah, I think so too. The series of the seventies, right? I, I, I like I, I like the idea of the jury because anytime somebody's lying, the 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 robot yeah, jury people, would be like BS. 
Uh, look, yes. I, I think uh, as a person of, of color, I, I, you know, we're all well, well, well aware how juries have convicted, you know, all white juries and the whole concept, you know, uh, a dispassionate jury, though, the idea of getting, you know, ju- judged by a jury of your peers, you think, you know, of what it's supposed to be anyway. Do you feel that that humans will be ready to let that go, Joe? I, because the the minute that that jury is selected, the person who is fighting it would save a lot of time. It, it would, and number two, maybe there's and one no more person. Duty, Joe, you could probably run exactly. on this platform. You could run on this platform. And and but the thing is that there's nobody in that jury box that is my peer. You know what I'm saying? Of course not, because you are Joe Basiri. You are without but, peer. No, we're all different, and maybe we can get somebody who might be close. But there's nobody in that jury. First of all, anybody who's a woman, and if I'm a man on trial, they're not my peer. You know, mm, mm, Joe. Damn. Yeah, and by the way, if I want to just go a little further with this idea, and I don't want to go too far, but this idea that would the robot robot have empathy, okay? So one of these stories that I was reading about today was the fact that uh, somebody didn't do the exact murder, but he was around the other people who did this murder, and then he went to prison, he was young, there was like peer pressure that he would even be in the same vicinity as these other guys, and then... Uh, he made himself a great figure. He was in jail for 10 years. He didn't do anything wrong. He returned to religion. And all these people vouch for him saying that this guy is a changed guy. He was very young when it happened. Or the robots aren't going to take on any of that to account, Unless right? they're I programmed mean, was, as such. But how do you program a, a, a computer to have empathy? I mean, that's the whole point, is that they don't have empathy. You know, they, if, you, if you start putting human first emotions... First of all, them, first of all, let me just us. say this. You're calling it a computer... It, it, it's not considered a computer. It's an artificial intelligence. So it, it, intelligence, it's more, yeah. it's, it's more, more of a program than it is a it's computer. Advanced it, it's advanced. And, and, and it's advanced technology. But, but, but let me just say this. Okay. Uh, considering like, like Keith feels again, these, you can't tell a robot to have feelings. All right. But people have relationships with these things. Now, replica. That's that's the first uh, of the nine virtual AI companies, Replica. What's your guess on how many users they have, Replica? What's your take? In the United States or worldwide? I'm just I, 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 I let's say worldwide. I don't What's your know, guess? Uh, three to five million. What's your guess, Keith? I'm going to. Uh, just uh, admit ignorance. I don't know. Ah, uh, like I'm going to play this tape of you going. I admit ignorance. I admit ignorance. I'm going <laughs> to this on a loop. All right. Um, uh, they have over 10 million users. It's one of the most popular and advanced AI companions. Unlike traditional chatbots, uh, Replica can recognize images and continue the conversation using them. Moreover, it supports voice calls so you can actually talk to your friend. Similarly, its augmented reality mode makes the experience more realistic. Replica lets you choose and name your AI companion. As you chat with it, you earn points. You can use these points to either unlock interests, traits, clothes, or appearance of your AI friend. It can serve as a mentor helping you build productive habits. Replica keeps track of all your personal information, like the name of your pet, country, and friend. 
that you share with it and uses that information during conversation. How is Keith? Is he still a fool? So, uh, it's <laughs> replica. So, <laughs> so, uh, that's one. Then they have another one called, uh, is he still a genius and basically exactly, handsome? Exactly. That's clearly not the voice of my AI. All right. So, uh, there's one here. <laughs> we would called... never have said that, but you know, it's... uh, there's one here called Chai. Okay. That's my interpretation. Chai. It's, it's, you can build and deploy your own chat box companion and use the, it uses the GPTJ language model, helps mimic natural conversations. It has five pre-made bots that you can start talking to right away without even signing up. These chat box belong to different categories like friendly, horror, romantic, well-being, and role-play. Horror? Now, you said horror. horror? Yes, horror. I want to know, Joe, like, what is the horror AI? You need to chat with this horror AI. It's it's Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now. <laughs> the horror. The horror. The horror. I, I, I don't understand. And then there's 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 Kooky. Okay. It's another famous social uh, uh, companion made using artificial intelligence, markup language, and machine learning. Machine learning, Keith, that's part of the whole idea that it keeps evolving like feature. Okay. It says, besides chatting, you can play simple games like tic-tac-toe, send gifts, play quizzes. It has a daily horoscope and a tarot reader. And it looks like it's for young people. So, uh, young people, now that, let me just pause there. So, if you're young people, uh, yeah, old so, fools like so, us. So, you know, we talk about a generation that grew up with computers, okay? That, that's younger than us. And then we talk about a generation that grew up with cell phones and, 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 you know, and social media. And now we have a generation that's potentially going to grow up with AI and interacting with AI. And, and Joe mentioned the, the idea of the dispassionate lawyer. Are you going to tell me if that AI went to court and saved you from going to jail? You don't, you're not going to develop feelings for that AI. I bet you will. I bet you will refer that AI to all your friends and family. Okay. And if that AI was in danger of being shut down, I feel like you'd, you'd, you'd have some feelings about it. Now, I don't know where these AIs are going to be. I don't know if it's like a box sitting on a table. I don't know if they're going to start putting them in, in robots like Keith always is talking about. But I, I feel like clearly, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'll give out the names. I won't read all the descriptions, but all these different, uh, anima, Kajiwoto, Cleverbot, Boybot, and Eevee. Okay, I don't even know what that one is. Boy, there's Boybot and Eevee. One is the Boybot and one is the Girlbot. Look at that. You just, there it is. So all of these out there, what's your take? Do you, do you see, what, what do you think a generation that grows up with AI, having AI friends, chatting with AI as, as part of life. There's an AI everywhere. There's an AI on the fridge. There's an AI. There's just AI is in your life. You know, it could be defending the family. It could be negotiating your deal. It could be, there's so many things. It could have operated on your dad. All, all of these things. AI is something that once we embrace it, what's to stop our, you know, a, a, whether it evolves to that or not, what's to stop us from 
seeing it as something that we have feelings about. Well, I mean, we, we only have the point of view that we understand. I mean, we're on the planet for X amount of time. Um, we understand how things are done. We understand if you get in the car, you operate it yourself. Now we're hearing that cars can drive themselves. You know, there was a time when if you have to call someone on the phone, you had to find a phone booth and now you don't have to find a phone booth. So we adapt, right? So I assume that if AI had more of a responsibility to our daily lives to take care of certain tasks, make our lives easier, make things uh, more efficient, then it makes sense. My, my biggest issue, though, though, is that all we really have, what puts us above animals, what puts us above almost everything else, why we control the, the uh, climate, everything is based on our intelligence. If we are competing with another intelligence, which first takes our intelligence and then expands on it and it becomes more powerful than our intelligence, then why wouldn't that intelligence eventually say, what do we need these flesh bags for? You know, and we'll just, just you know, then it's like, uh, what's that uh, machine company in um, the James Cameron picture? You know, it's, it's Terminator. Skynet. That's. So that's what Cameron was saying. Yes, obviously. yeah, clearly. I mean, he's saying yes. we're going to get to the point where we develop it to help us and it eventually it helps itself. Correct. Right? But so I, as silly as that sounds in theory, it's, it's a pop. It's a pop idea. It was made, designed first by people who write books or make movies. Books it's and movies a science fiction idea. But now it's, it's but now, life is set, right. But now it's me, reality. Say it with me. Life is like science fiction. It's life. <laughs> say it with me. Say it with me now. Yes. 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 It's pretty soon. You won't have to say it. The robot will exactly, say it for exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mike Sargent. You don't say it as well as yes. I do because I've taken hundreds of voices exactly. from all over the world and made the perfect yeah. voice. So your voice is now inferior to my voice. I mean, so I guess, do I have that fear? No, because I'm not going to be around by the time. Oh, snap. So, but it might be happening when my kids are still alive or when the, I don't want the world to be destroyed. Now, on the other hand, in order to keep going and to continue to keep going, there also will be an aspect of these machines to keep the world going so that they can continue to live. So maybe they'll force things to happen. Maybe they'll improve climate control. Maybe they will make ways for more water will be, uh, and food will be more uh, available and people will benefit from that. But will we rule them from intelligence? That's my fear. Well, clearly, if you saw Colossus the Forbidden Project or if you read any of the Colossus books, you would know that, yes, eventually AI will show us how to live better. We, it, it, Let's put it this way. We have evolved as a species in terms of technology, but we haven't evolved in terms of, let's just say, broad wisdom. We don't all have, you know, evolved uh, concepts of, of uh, harmony with with each other on the planet and if uh an ai can see the wisdom of us just all getting along and us all sharing resources and you know no one hoarding you know if ai and now we're into the next episode of the netflix series if ai decided to redistribute the wealth uh in some way then what so now I want to get to Joe Vasiri. Did you have something you want to say on the topic here? I, all I know is that the 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 the, the bad AI is going to be the MAGA hat Morlocks, <laughs> and the good AI is is going to be the socialist. The Ilo MAGA hat Morlocks. Morlocks. Okay. 
Sounds like All a right. baseball team or a band, right? A good name for no. a band. Uh, well, my favorite Let's... name for the band so far tonight is the Flesh Bags. Okay, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is an article from Built-in uh, Magazine, Built-in.com. And there are a lot of these are all, these kind of articles that tech magazines, tech media all write about artificial intelligence, science magazines, tech magazines. So this one, and this is an it is article. It's the new from... popular science. Uh, yeah, this is this, just lots of science stuff out there. So this is called the eight risks and dangers of artificial intelligence to know. It's written by Mike Thomas, and this is from January 25th, 2023. So this is this is recent. It says, as AI grows more sophisticated and widespread, the voices warning against potential dangers of artificial intelligence grow louder. Now, he breaks down the eight dangers. Here's danger number one. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger number one, job losses due to AI automation. Now, this is something we already covered, like, you know, whether it's uh, Keith's like, hey, I have to pay, you know, $100,000 to that doctor. Well, that doctor now had to sell his boat. Okay. So it says here, (laughs) AI-powered job automation is a pressing concern as the technology is adopted in industries like marketing manufacturing and healthcare. Now, marketing, I had to pause for a second. So imagine that they just take all the knowledge that, that Madison Avenue has on, on psychology, all the stuff that, that art directors get paid tons of money for to come up with these campaigns, and they just have an AI comes up with the marketing that they know will work because they've already done the numbers. They know X, Y, Z. What are your thoughts on that, Keith? I have no thoughts. You have no thoughts because you're not an AI. That's why. Okay. He's just old and he's going to die. He's just looking right. at his watch. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at, all right, now this is just the first part of the article. It says here. Me too, Keith. Uh, so marketing, manufacturing, healthcare, it says 85 million jobs are expected to be lost to automation between 2020 and 2025. And it says, with black and Latino employees left especially vulnerable. So it says, as AI robots become smarter and more dexterous, the same task will require fewer humans. And while it's true, AI will create 97 million new jobs by 2025. Many employees won't have the skills needed for these technical roles and can get left behind if companies don't upskill their workforces. I don't see that happening. I don't know about you. All right, here's danger number two. Social social manipulation through AI algorithms. I think we all know about how TikTok runs on an AI uh, algorithm and and it says they're, they're talking about the potential abuses of AI lists and social manipulation is one of the top dangers of artificial intelligence. And it says the fears become a reality as politicians rely on platforms to promote their viewpoints is what we were talking about before. And the TikTok troll army. I don't know if you remember that with Donald Trump. Yeah. All all of that. So, uh, social surveillance with AI technology. I don't know if you read about that, how, uh, now Google and, and, and I think it's Google and Facebook, but it's at least Google is, is giving, law enforcement information on uh, women who may Facial be seeking 
uh, no, women who are seeking abortion oh, the care. Birth controls, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. So they're, they're, they're giving away that information that they collect on you. So your searches are being given away. So this is all technology. And now biases due to artificial intelligence. Okay. And how about this one? <gasps> Widening socioeconomic inequality as a result of AI. And it says if companies refuse to acknowledge the inherent biases baked into AI algorithms, they may compromise their DEI initiatives through AI-powered recruiting. The idea that AI can measure the traits of a candidate through facial and voice analysis is still tainted by racial bias, reproducing the same discriminatory hiring practices businesses claim to be eliminating. If you don't know what DEI is, that's diversity, equity, and inclusion. So there it is. AI is a threat to that. And it says here, weakening ethics and goodwill because of AI. It says along with technologists, journalists, and political figures, even religious leaders are sounding the alarm on AI's potential socioeconomic, socioeconomic pitfalls. They said that uh, the Pope warned against the AI's ability to circulate uh, opinions and false data. So the Pope is aware of AI. So, and here's, here, I'll just jump to number eight here for you. Financial crises brought about by AI algorithms. The financial industry, financial industry has become more receptive to AI technology's involvement in everyday finance and trading processes. As a result, algorithmic trading could be responsible for our next major financial crisis in the markets. So what do you think of that, gentlemen? Too true. I don't like too it. Too true. Yeah. <clears throat> But who will fix the robots? Who will mend the AI? I feel I know. They will mend themselves. I feel like I know the answer. And this is our See, final that's story. Why, that's, this that's is our final why, story. That's why Philip K. Dick put in in the in the androids expiration dates. Yes. Yes. And and then and then the question becomes like what do Robots dream. Okay, here we go. This is the last story of the evening. Uh, and this only relates on a um, organic level. Octopus brains are more alien than we previously thought. Now, this has been covered in all, all of the uh, science. Uh, uh, this is yes. a, a story that's being covered in all the science media right now. Sometimes I've already made the argument that octopuses might be aliens. While the claim seems a bit out of this world, new research into their brains continue to show just how alien the octopus is, even if it doesn't end up being of extraterrestrial origins. According to a story published in Current Biology, octopus brains create complex signals that scientists don't yet understand. I feel it might be like the dolphins in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Maybe they're just telling their people to come. What do you think, Joe Masseri? I think they're saying, come and get me. So, uh, so there it is. But octopuses don't have very long life cycles. 
No, I don't know how long. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you see the documentary, um, my friend, the Oculus. Yes, I, I've seen a few too. There was a, a whole thing where at this uh, this one scientist uh, team, scientific team that was doing um, surveillances of uh, ocean tectonic plates and stuff, found this new species of octopus and down at the the deepest darkest uh parts of the ocean and it was really interesting because you know when it when it finally uh procreates kind of thing it goes into this very um stasis and the only time it would like wake up and stuff and actually defend itself or like if there were any predators nearby, but otherwise it just like it, it protects its young. They're born and then it just dies because it doesn't eat or do anything. So it's just chilling. Know. Interesting. Well, there it is. We're Jeff past Harry. our prime, gentlemen. We're past our prime. Yes, we are. So all right, octopus. All right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to be an octopus, half human, half octopus, because then I'm super intelligent. But I have eight arms to hold you. Oh wow! Is this uh, is this the lyrics to the song you're writing to a special someone? It's actually a, the original title of the song. Help! Ah, okay. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, it, I getting back to the original um, idea of this conversation about AI. I do think we have to stop fearing it. You know, my biggest thing was I hear about it, and a lot of my friends who are artists, they all say, "Oh, uh, it's it's terrible. Let's let's put it down, and let's not let's let's tell let's let's badmouth it." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know what? You ain't stopping it any more than anybody can stop the iPhone or stop a regular phone back in the day, or stop television, or stop computers, or whatever, or phones, uh, or planes, or helicopters, whatever it is that was a, a, a technological advance. And I have to figure, I'm just trying to find my way in now to how to embrace it and not fear it. Well, I, I think that um, if you f figure that out, you have to come back on the show because, uh, you know, I've seen an article, I'll just read the headline of one. It says, what Greek myths can teach us about the dangers of AI. Now, they're saying that this is really uh, primal. So this is clearly an episode that we could go on and, and maybe we'll, we'll bring an AI expert on and do more on the show here. But you are still tuned to listen to Sponsored Radio, WBAI 99.5 FM in New York. And on the web at WBAI.org, I'm Mike Sargent. I'm here with Joe Masiri. Joe Masiri, you still here with us? Sorry, I'm here. Yes, he's here. And Keith Henry Brown. Keith, what was the name of the book that you you have that's out now? The Shameless Plug. Oh, my Shameless Plug. You know what? My Shameless Club. It was sort of moronic because it's not coming out to me. So. Oh, but uh, all you people who like to do things in advance and are big planners, write <laughs> uh, this. Get job. on Amazon right Write now it. and pre-order. My dad is a DJ. If you have children, because if you're growing up, it'll take you four seconds to read the song. It's a kid's book. Except for Joe Masiri. Thank you. He'll take you know, about a week. Uh, so, Joe Masiri. Yes. Where, where can people find you? They can. Especially, where can they me find you? Where can they at, find you? At, at fearsmag.com. Okay. 
with, and, what's, uh, and what's there? What's on fearsmag.com? Well, there there are uh, quite a few movies opening this week. Uh, one of them, well, meh, treat them I would highly recommend. One came out on Friday. It's a remake of The Children of the Corn by Kurt Wimmer, who did Equilibrium. Uh, I remember Equilibrium. I got quoted on the box for Equilibrium. And he also uh, did Ultraviolet, and he uh, has written a Wow, real winners. Yeah. Uh, he did the remake of King Record and Ultraviolet. Yes. And, and I'm surprised they still let him in front stop. Of he just camera. did this new Killjoy Record. You didn't see it yet. <laughs> yes. Joe said it's good. Joe I, said it's I good. like the I like the twist he put on it. So there you go. Where's my free comp? Uh, Listen, uh, there you go. Uh, also, uh, what also, what's his name? Um, Tobin Bell is is out in a movie this week called uh, uh, Rebroken. Uh, which is uh, a very surreal, identity-like movie. It was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was Resaw. No, no, no. That doesn't come till later. He's not in there. Uh, but one of my one of my uh, favorite uh, directors, John Wright, who's an Irish uh, director who did this really great uh, film a few years ago called Grabbers. Which was about these uh, shoplifters? No, it was about these, these this island near Ireland where these strange. Let me hear you say "island near Ireland" four times yeah. fast. No, and uh, there are these creatures in the water with tentacles, and they're attacking the inhabitants. Except if they get drunk, it doesn't like the alcohol. And so they have to get drunk to fight the uh, sea monsters. He has a new movie out called Unwelcome, uh, which opens on Friday, which is uh, a hoot and a half. Uh, this. So this is not an atonement show, right? No, no. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a based on a, a Celtic folklore, and uh, it's it's. It's a good time, and the per- perfect fair for St. Patrick's Day. All those genre fans out there. So there you go. That's where they All can right. find my words and stuff uh, on fearsmag.com. All right, Joe Siri. Yeah, boy. All right. All right so if you've been if you've enjoyed this show, you've enjoyed the conversation, you've enjoyed our venturing into uh, life is like science fiction. Then please consider making a pledge in the name of Night Shift. And become a WBAI buddy in the name of Blanche. Shift. That's really what we need. We need at least four or five people do that every week. And then we'd be very happy. I'd be happy. So for $25, actually $30 a month, just to match the amount of years we've been on the air. Already. That's right. You can call 212 for oh, 212. Let's give up my number. 212-209-2950. That's 212-209-2950. You don't talk about me when I'm giving out the number. But hopefully these people know this number. Or you just go online to WBAI.org. And right there on the front page, there's ways to to contribute to this public radio station that needs your support. Until next time, life will continue to be like science fiction.
Well, WBAI listeners, want to learn about women's rights in Cuba and the new family code? Want to learn about the free medical care there, as well as free education? Want to learn about the blockade and how to help end it? Want to see and buy Cuban art? Want to work to get Cuba off of the state terrorist list? Want to learn about Cuba and Africa and see a film about Cuba done by Oliver Stone and Danny Glover? Want to learn about the youth in Cuba and the labor movement there? Then come to the International U.S.-Cuba Normalization Conference, happening on March 11th and March 12th at Fordham University, located at 113 West 60th Street. Join us for breakfast on Saturday, March 11th at 9 a.m., and then an evening event at the Malcolm X Center in Upper Manhattan. Come and hear from Gail Walker from IFCO Pastors for Peace, Rosemary Mealy, who wrote a book about Fidel and Malcolm X, and come and hear the Deputy Permanent Representative from the UN Mission Speak. For more information, visit internationalus-cubanormalization.org or call 917-887-8718. Again, that's 917-887-8718. And don't forget to stop by the WBAI table and say hola. Looking forward to seeing you there. This is Dr. Ron Daniels, president of the Institute of the Black World 21st Century. April 19th through the 23rd, all roads lead to Baltimore, the State of the Black World Conference 5. Organized around the theme, Global Africans Rising, Empowerment, Reparations, and Healing, to address eight major issue areas. Reimagining policing, gun violence, and fratricide, gentrification, environmental justice, water as a human right, socially responsible entrepreneurship, making black lives matter, the role of hip-hop in the black freedom struggle, and building the U.S. and global reparations movement. The who's who of black America and the pan-African world will be in Baltimore, April 19th to the 23rd, for one of the great gatherings of black people of the century. To check out the amazing program and take advantage of discount registration, go to the website, ibw21.org. That's ibw21.org. My name is Dan Ingram, and I'm a WBAI fan. They've always been, you know, the station that kicked butt and the station that said what you're not supposed to say because the people in power don't want to hear it, and I love that.